passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, January 20th, 2020. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day to everybody. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Bill Bank Green. Bank, Kerry Combs. Uh, finally, those scrappy Tennessee Titans lost to the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday. So looks like Kerry Combs will finally be coming home to Ohio State. I expect we'll get a press release from Ohio State tomorrow. That's just my guess, listeners, that we'll get something tomorrow announcing this officially. Again, that's just my guess. Uh, Bill, your take on uh, Kerry Combs likely coming back to Columbus. Yeah, I've had him back for about a month now. Um, everything points to it, all the people I've talked to. And then they've actually they told recruits that he's coming back. So I've learned that in the last you know, 48, 72 hours. So it's not much of a secret anymore. I, I think you're probably right on that tomorrow, Wednesday, you give the guy a day to you know, get acclimated and then and then getting back to work. So I I think it's a done deal, and I think it's been a done deal for a while. And I think it's I think it's exciting. I think he's the best possible replacement they could get for Jeff Hathaway. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, and speaking of that, like the actual while they're coaching the games, you know, Hathaway would be up in the box, Madison would be on the field, and they felt like both talking to both men. They thought that was a great way to do it. Jeff could kind of have the bird's eye view, could radio down to Greg what he was seeing. Kerry Combs is the guy that loves being on the field, Bank, as you know. Do you think it's going to be a situation where both D coordinators are on the field, where Kerry's on the field and Greg Madison's on the field? I asked Ryan Day about this, and he said he's not sure yet. But just spitball for me for a little bit. What do you think is going to happen there? I don't think that's the way it's going to be at all. I know Kerry's been down on the field almost all his career. I think he's going to have to go in the booth. I think you need that eye in the sky, and I, I, I think it's a must. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. Those guys are going to, you know, they're going to do what works for them. And maybe they flop, and maybe Madison goes upstairs. But one of them is going to have to be upstairs, I believe. But we'll see how they do it. But my feeling is they'll do it exactly how they did it last year with the DB guy up in the booth, you know, Combs taking half the spot, Madison down on the field. I think that's the way, that's the way I would believe they would do it. I hope so, because I, I agree. I think they need, they need one guy up there in the box, that eye in the sky. Um, that just seems to work so well. Uh, speaking of new coaches, Corey Dennis, we don't have to speculate on this one. This has been, uh, I don't know, probably like two weeks now since they promoted Corey Dennis. But I don't think I've asked you about it yet. There's been some minor debate on the board. I think most people, vast majority, like this hiring. Uh, your thoughts on Corey Dennis being promoted from quality control coach to quarterback?
Buckeyes coach. Do you like this move for the Buckeyes? I think it's uh, worthy of debate. Um, I don't think there's a track record there, and but I think Ryan Day has probably earned uh, a lot of trust, a lot of capital, and you know I, I think you know you trust Ryan Day in this one. My feeling always, whether you're hiring a head coach or a strength coach or a secretary, I just think Ohio State is one of the premier elite programs in all of America. And I think that includes the NFL too. So I think that in every spot that you have in your organization, I think you should go after the very best that you can get for that spot. And Combs, I think, is a perfect example. I think Kerry was the right guy, man, to go get that. NFL experience, prior OSU experience, college experience. With Corey Dennis, I mean, if, if Corey Dennis is one of the top quarterback coaches in America, then it's a great hire. And that's really all we can go by. You know, um, I think Ohio State deserves the best, and if he's the best, then it's a great hire. And we're not going to know that for a couple of years. So I think Ryan Day has earned a lot, a lot of capital. And so, you know, it's hard to out and out criticize the move because of, you know, Ryan has worked closely with Corey Dennis since Ryan Day showed up at Ohio State. So it's really hard to, to out-out criticize it. But it's also hard to flat-out get behind it as a, just a tremendously great hire because nobody knows. Corey Dennis has no track record, you know. And Corey Dennis likely was headed to Colorado State if your situation wouldn't have left. And Colorado State is not Alabama, not the New England Patriots. And Colorado State's not Clemson, so we don't know, and we're going to find out, you know, in the next couple of years. Defensive lineman Alex Williams has left the program. I guess he hasn't left the program yet. He's in the transfer portal. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, when a player enters the portal, he's he's leaving the program. Alex Williams, he was kind of a flyer anyway, Bank, and he was a guy that was committed to West Virginia, as you know, local kid from Pickerington, and uh, the Buckeyes flipped him kind of at the last minute there, and uh, just never was able to get on the field as a redshirt freshman. Of course, they had a stacked D-line this year. That, I wasn't writing the kid off yet, but your thoughts on Alex Williams uh, leaving the program? Well, they have a numbers issue right now, and you're going to see some people leave the program. And if they go ahead and add more guys to this roster, which I'm not really expecting, um, but if they do, then one other person is going to have to leave the program. And I think Ryan Day, I think, is going to be really – uh, taking a different approach than what Urban took in terms of roster management. I mean, Urban was all about talent. And if he could find somebody better than you, then you had a problem. Um, Ryan Day, I think, is more of a culture and a character guy. And um, I think he's going to be more in tune to the vibe of his team and what exactly transpires, you know, when, when four, five, six very popular teammates have to pack their bags and go. Well, I don't think Urban worried about that. But I think Ryan Day is. I think he's going to take a little more Jim Trussellish approach to roster management. So we'll see. You know, we'll see how it goes. Um, but, you know, I think Alex can play at the Power 5 level. I, I, I would love to see him go to West Virginia. He'd love that program when he was being recruited. And had Ohio State not came and flipped him in the end, he would have went there. So, now, that was a different coaching staff at WVU than what they have now. But Alex really liked it there. So, you know, he's a great kid, and you just wish for the best for him. I hope he finds a great spot, and I hope he 
goes on and has a great career. How tight are the numbers? I think without Alex Williams, they're right around 89, I believe. Is that, is that what you got? I've seen so much discrepancy on these numbers that I, I don't know. You know, Steve Hellwagon did a great piece on that. And like I said, when it comes to NCAA rules and numbers, like I'm the last guy you need to ask that stuff about because, you know, I probably would be more like Urban. You know, I would just keep adding guys and get up around 100, 115, and then have to cut about 30 guys. So I'm the last guy to ask on that. I really don't know. I, I think they are over right now. And that's, you know, when you see like, oh, we got to add Jameer Gibbs, we got to add a DB, we got to add an O lineman, we got, yeah, you can add. But every time you add, you also have to subtract. And I, I do think Ryan Day is going to be a little bit more sensitive towards the processing piece than Urban was. Maybe this is just me. I'm just never worried about the numbers crunch, even going back to the Trestle era. Because you're right, with Urban, there was no reason to be worried about it. He would just you know, tell you to get lost. But I think Ryan Day is a lot like Trestle where he'll sit a kid down and not tell him, hey, you got to you, you know, get lost. But he'll tell him, you're not going to play here. You, know? you can stay if you want. That's what I think probably will happen is some kids will just get the get the talk, you know, and it may be in a nicer way. Um, I'm just not worried about them getting down to 85. I just feel like they'll figure out a way to get down to 85 and it won't even be a problem. Oh, they'll figure it out, believe me. And it's, it's not magic. You know, it's, it's the underside, the dark side, the ugly side of college football, and they will get to 85. Trust me, it'll happen. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, they're not going to not play the college football season. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't think it, I don't see it, I don't see it being like an issue. I never, ever, ever worry about the numbers crunch because it seems like it's a topic every year, right around signing day and everything. It's just, to me, it's never a big issue. Of course, I don't have to deal with it like Ryan Day. To him, I'm sure it's a huge issue. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> I can just sit back here and just be like, eh, I don't care. Um, it'll get taken care of. One more guy I want to ask you about, Cam Martinez. And we, we talked last Monday about him. We weren't really sure if, how much they still wanted him. He was kind of Jeff Halfley's guy. And then Ryan Day went up and visited him, also went to his basketball game. Where do you think things stand right now with Cam Martinez? Do you think Ohio State really, really wants him in this class? Do you think they're kind of on the fence? Just where do things stand with Cam Martinez? No, I think Ohio State really wants him. Um, I think they really like the kid, and I, and I think they want him. Because if they didn't want him, they could have gotten out of this one really easily. And they're not. And, no, they want him. Um, I think the issue with Cam – Halfley definitely was his guy. And see, Cam Martinez, he's very sharp. And these kids are not, you know, they follow this stuff. So when Cam looks at the numbers and he sees four wideouts coming in and he sees there's probably going to be four more wideouts coming in in 2021, that kind of gives him a little bit of pause. And then as the DB, is he a pure defensive back? I, I don't think he is. I think he could play there, but – you look at Ohio State and that one high safety look with Jordan Fuller and Cam Martinez is just not the same type of player as Jordan Fuller. And then you look at him playing on the corner. He doesn't really have the length. You know, maybe he could be a slot corner. And I think these things are going through Cam's mind. I think Cam is looking like, where do I fit? And with Halfley, Halfley was always the guy that said, we're going to make it work. It's going to fit. Trust us. You're a great player. You're going to play here. We're going to figure it out. And I think he did trust Jeff Halfley. Then when Halfley leaves, then Cam is like, then it's like almost like his head is speaking to him more than his heart. I think his heart is clearly with Ohio State. Ohio State is where he wants to be, but he wants to play. And I think he really knows that he's more of an offensive player than a defensive player. So, you know, I, I guess at the end of the day, I think they're going to sign him. I think Kerry is going to have 
a great impact on Cam. I think they're going to hit it off. Kerry's got a great reputation in the state of Michigan. And I think Ohio State is going to have to just sit down with him the way Hackley did and just show him his path to the field, whether that's as a slot corner, a safety, or as a receiver, where you tell him, hey, come in and beat Luke Cooper. Beat him out. Beat these guys out. You're a great player. Come in and compete. So we'll see. I think in the end, I think they are going to sign him. I think they're going to get him. And like I say, with Cam's indecision right now, I think it's more kind of his head versus his heart. That's good stuff right there. Great stuff, as always, from Bill Bank Green. Really appreciate you getting up uh, early on a holiday and joining me, Bank. Uh, great stuff, as always. And thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. I appreciate that as well. Hope everyone enjoys their Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.